hello, hello. Welcome to The Modern Mom. I am your host, Caroline Detman. I am your parenting cheerleader, and this, this right here is our pep rally. Today, we are talking about making friends as adults. Why is it so hard to make friends as adults? What happened to all of our friends? We're going to talk about it today. Making friends used to be easy. And I'm not talking about just like on the playground as kids making friends, which that is super easy. When was the last time that your kid went to a playground and didn't introduce you to a best friend that you had never seen before? I'm pretty sure that my children make new best friends within seconds of meeting them. And they they probably don't even know their names. Although although that's that's not true. The first thing out of my kids' mouths when they enter any room is their name. <laughs> I recently took my daughter to get her first haircut and the moment she walked into the room she said, Hey, it's me, Goisy. I get my haircut today. Those kids have never met a stranger. But me, why is it so hard for me to make friends as an adult? Before you say that I could just be friends with my kids, friends, parents, well, of course I could. That sounds too easy, doesn't it? But there's a whole lot to unpack there. What if I don't get along with their mother right away? I don't want to sabotage my child's burgeoning friendship just because I don't click with their mother or maybe I don't jive with them personally. Nobody wants to threaten their child's friendship, friend-making ability with their own. I don't want to, <laughs> just because, just because I have a hard time making friends, it shouldn't mean that my child should wear that too. Not to liken making friends to dating, but my biggest piece of advice to anybody that I know who is single is always to stop looking. And what I mean by that is to meet people where you are. When I was dating, I was having awful, awful luck. I honestly have dated one good man in my entire life, and it's my husband, Josh. <laughs> and I dated for like 20 years. <laughs> and they were all T-R-A-S-H trash until I met Josh. And you know why? I wasn't looking for him. And let me tell you about that. <laughs> when I realized that I stink, and when I say stink, you know that I mean the other S word, but I don't want to say it in case you have your kids in the car. I stink, stank, stunk at picking my own men. So... I decided to throw myself into my own interests and delve into my own life, determined that I would find the right person by doing my own thing. And boy, I can really be smart sometimes because I was right on the money. <laughs> I took a self-imposed break from dating and... I put myself back in school to finish my bachelor's degree. I was also working full-time at the same time. My bachelor's degree program met on Saturdays, and it was literally 
an entire day of classes. It was a full week of classes, but on Saturday, I think I got to campus at like 8 a.m. on Saturday, and I think I finished at like 6 p.m. Is that right? Yeah, and I had like 20 minutes for lunch, and it was it was probably one of the crazier things I've done, but I needed to do it for myself. It was overdue. I had been meaning to finish. I was only a few credits shy. And I decided to just throw myself wholeheartedly into working on myself. And I was willing to sacrifice (laughs) an entire day per week, plus studying and homework for, you know, a year and a half to get it done. And on top of that, I also was working out with a personal trainer at the time. I did that twice a week at the gym. I was really working on eating healthy. I had just rescued a dog. So I was doing a lot of dog walking. I was probably getting a lot of sleep too, because hello, I was tired. And I was really really. Oh, and I was in a lot of therapy too. Shout out therapy. (laughs) And, and I'm pretty sure that this was 90% my own volition, but, but that the seeds were sown by a therapist along the way somewhere. So anyways, yes, I was fully in the deep end of self-improvement and just really introspective working on myself doesn't that sound like somebody you you should really get involved with dating? (laughs) Somebody with no free time and was all about themselves. We're still getting to my point. I knew that I was awful at picking dates for myself. So I stopped looking. And what this meant for my dating life was I had very limited places where I could meet a match. And guess where I met my match? at work. (laughs) And you know what? That meant we already had something in common. I knew I wasn't going to meet a date at school because I went to an all-women's college. But what does this mean for making mom friends? Um, Obvious, we're going to meet mom friends where we are. That doesn't mean we have to be best friends with our kids' friends' parents. We can meet mom friends at the playground. They don't have to have kids the same age as yours. One of my best mom friends has two kids that are older than mine. And that's cool. She can kind of let me know what's coming down the road as far as parenting. And I get to regale her with tales of potty training (laughs) and teething, things that she has long since forgotten about. Meeting them where you are can also be about finding moms literally where you are. I am in a mom's club. Technically, it's for the town that I live in, but it's expanded to be just people who, I don't know, are like in my area code. (laughs) It's very flexible on the radius of new members that it will accept. I honestly don't even know what the criteria is, but I am so thankful to that because it allows for moms and women of all walks of life and all backgrounds to be literally in my pocket in our Facebook group. And 
I can help them with their parenting issues. They can help me with mine and thank goodness that they do. (laughs) They are such a resource for me. I recently, for example, had to find on a very short turnaround, a specific car seat for my middle daughter. And I just posted an SOS like, do you, do you have this car seat in your attic just hanging out? Can I borrow it from you for four months? And within, within an hour, I had offers with that specific car seat, no strings attached, borrow as long as you need, just so indebted to this community of women. And I know that a lot of you, hold on, let me look at the statistic. I think like, I think like 2% of my listener base right now are the mom's club. (laughs) So hello, I'm talking about you. You save my sanity every single day. If you don't know about having a mom's club in your area, just do a quick Facebook search. Even if they don't meet in person, just having a community of moms near you who are going through the same thing as you emotionally is really helpful. I remember when my kids were still waking up overnight, just feeding them and feeling really alone at 3 a.m. And just knowing that at that moment at 3 a.m., there was somebody else within a few mile radius of my home that was doing the same thing was really comforting to me. I didn't have to have verification that they were also awake at 3 a.m. feeding their baby. I just knew, I just knew that in my community of moms that I was aware of, one of them, at the very least one of them, was awake with their baby at 3 a.m., And I'm talking about local moms groups, but it really doesn't have to be a local moms group. This is going to be very niche, but how do I even describe this? I am also in a moms group, which exists only on Facebook because we are spread out all over North America, not even just the US, North America. And we all used the same cycle tracking technology to conceive and had due dates in the same month. Does that make sense? We all got pregnant using the same cycle tracking technology and were due in May. I had my son, my son was born premature, but his due date was in May. So my May moms, my May moms group was my OG mom friendship group. And I have not ever met one of them in real life, but we celebrate each other. We celebrate each other's birthdays, marriages. We've helped each other through deaths of spouses, loss of children. We've raised money for each other after natural disasters, house fires. It's I'm, I'm literally getting goosebumps right now telling you about this fantastic community of women. So meeting people where you are isn't always meeting them physically in person. You, within a few inches of you, if not attached to your person right now, is your phone. And I am willing to bet that on there, you have Facebook or Instagram. And you can create a mom community. You can be in the middle of the Gobi Desert (laughs) 
as long as you have a little bit of even even 3G, when we all know that 3G is like the worst, you don't even have to have 5G signal. You, you can have like a little bit of signal. You can still find a community of people who are just like you that will rally around you when you need them. I also think that it's harder to make friends as adults because our expectations of friendship have changed. Um, I am not the best friend. It's something that I don't like about myself and it's something that I actively have been working to change over the last five years probably. I once, <laughs> I once received a very long email from somebody that I considered to be my best friend uh, breaking up with me. I was friend dumped by my best friend. And I received that email. <laughs> I received that email while at the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. And I broke down hysterically sobbing. It was to me, totally out of left field and unexpected. It was somebody who I was, I was very emotionally close to, and I was unaware that they had been feeling this way about me. And people were passing me by in the Museum of the Bible, like, wow, what a fantastic Christian. She is so convicted by this really not emotional exhibit here that she's just moved to tears. But no, I was simultaneously disgusted with myself for being such a bad friend and mourning the loss of a friendship that had meant so much to me for so long. The reasons why I'm not always a great friend are entirely on me. But the biggest reason why I want to work on this about myself is that I I did not see my mother with her friends as a child. I did not have healthy, supportive adult friendships modeled for me. And this this is by no means me trying to pass the buck or play the blame game. There are plenty of people out there who do not see adult relationships being modeled for them who go on to be fantastic friends to their friends as adults. I just wasn't able to make that connection for myself. And it's something that is self-conscious isn't really the word, but it's made me very hesitant to ask for help or lean on people. I recently went through some some stuff with my family where I needed to ask for help. And I actually, one of my friends, Ashley, she's a fantastic Reiki spiritual healer, and she does a lot of energy work. And she told me that my energy was very strong and that she could feel the stress on me. She could feel that I needed to let my walls down and ask for help. And I'm, I'm like tearing up right now because she was so incredibly spot on. Asking for help is outside of my comfort zone. And a lot of that is because I'm afraid to be a bad friend. Are we, is this, is this therapy? Do I, do I pay you my copay or does my insurance take care of that? Being a good friend as an adult to my adult friends is so incredibly important to me, not only because 
I've had that wake up call that I need to really be nurturing my friendships and making sure that my friends are receiving from me what I'm receiving from them. But also because it's important to me that my children see me being a good friend and that they know their friendship can be a lifelong endeavor. Their friends that they're making on the playground today, they could be friends with those same people when they're my age. They could grow apart and come back together, or they could stay best friends for their whole lives. You know, friendship is such an amazing connection with somebody else. And I really want them to see that in me and aspire to be a good friend because of what they've seen in me. And so if you are my friend, if you are listening to this, first of all, you are my friend if you are listening to this. But if you're listening to this and consider yourself to be my friend, I just wanted to thank you for allowing me the opportunity to show my children reciprocal friendship. And to be able to model that for them means everything to me. So my question to you is, A, how do you make friends? And B, where did you meet them? How did you meet them? And C, is it hard for you to make friends as adults as well? Or are you just striking up conversations with people in the produce section at Whole Foods? Which, by the way, back when I was dating, I was told that that was a great place to meet people at Whole Foods, because then at least you knew that they cared about their health. Is it just me, or does that does that sound like bad advice now? <laughs> I feel like I would never meet somebody at the grocery store, probably, because as you heard in my last episode, I don't do my own grocery shopping. I have Instacart do it. And the only people I meet uh, doing Instacart are dropping off my groceries. My last Instacart driver, I was convinced was Sal Volcano from Impractical Jokers. And the whole time I was looking at him like, is this a prank? (laughs) Did you bring me somebody else's groceries? Sal, what is going on? It was not Sal. Um, He did not really speak English. English and was very confused as to why I was watching him so intently. Um, Needless to say, he probably won't be accepting my orders anymore, but I got my groceries (laughs) and I I did not make friends with the Sal lookalike. So strike that off of your list of places to meet friends. If you have a fun friendship story, send me a message. My contact info is all in the show notes. I want to hear about it. I want to hear about your longest friendship. I want to hear about your most fulfilling friendship. What sets your friendship soul on fire? Let me know. And that brings us to the end of today's discussion. If you found today's episode helpful or funny or interesting at all, if you could just take one second and give us a five-star rating in whatever app you're listening to us on today. That would mean the world to me. Be sure to come back next time as we wrap up our summer vacation experience. And if you have any ideas or topics you'd like to hear discussed, I have all of my contact info in the show notes. Please drop me a line and let me know. This is just as much for you as it is a creative outlet for me. 
Until next time, this is Caroline. And don't forget, you can't.